Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. Back to the bald face truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. Well, you know, on this show, we like to uh, get into Pac 12 business, and I like to get around the conference get to understand the different athletic departments, the people who work in them, kind of State of the Union stuff. Dave Hickey is the athletic director at the University of Arizona. Um, we're going to talk about Arizona sports, but we're also going to talk about Hickey himself. And for those of you out there that, that might have a kid or might yourself be considering a career in sports or athletics, I think Hickey's got a good story for you. And, you know, he's a guy who worked at the University of Oregon, he um, also has worked in a whole bunch of other places. Uh, you know, he got his master's degree at Ohio State and played baseball at Albion College in the 80s. He was co-captain of the baseball team, played on the club hockey team. The pride of East Lansing High School, Dave Hickey joining us now. How are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good, John. I appreciate that, those kind words, that nice little tee up there. What did you? Let's go back to baseball because co-captain of the baseball team and, you know, you're on the hockey team. Back in the day, did you think, you know what, I'll be the AD someday, but uh, I want to play a sport? Because I think that experience as a student athlete probably really benefits you. Well, it was great to be a student athlete. But, no, I mean, my story, uh, I went to, to college to try to play baseball and quickly learned that I wasn't going to go very far doing that. And, um, went, quite frankly, when I was ending up, I was an economics major, and I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I really loved sports. And someone gave me a little tip, said, hey, why don't you look in these grad programs that kind of combine business and sports and uh, might be something to, to, to center around. And that's when I went to Ohio State and I uh, went from a small little athletic program at Albion College to, uh, at that point, the largest uh, university in the country and a huge athletic program. And uh, that's kind of where it started. I, I, I Rick Bay was uh, was the athletic director, a, a name people might recommend, remember, and uh, it was just a, it was an interesting time there at Ohio State. But uh, got me going, and uh, a Midwestern guy who ended up moving across the country and and got to the West, and have really enjoyed it. You got to the University of Oregon. You spent 18 years there, at, you know, working on operations in the athletic department, and you know you had the the big budget in the Pac-12. You were at, you were at Oregon at a very formative time. When I say that, what comes to mind? What did you learn at Oregon that you still carry with you? Well, you know, it was a long time ago. I got there in 1989, and uh, it was so different. You know, we were at Mac Court. One of the stories I tell is, you know, we, and this may shock some people at where the University of Oregon is today, and done, they've done an incredible job, but, you know, we didn't have enough money in the athletic budget to, um, to paint the concourse of Mac Court. Um, that old building and Bill Byrne was the athletic director who hired me and he, he did an all staff call and said, show up on Saturday morning. We're going to paint the uh, concourse of Mac court. Um, and we, uh, you know, he, he brought the coffee and donuts and we sat there all day and kind of <laughs> put a lot of yellow and, and, uh, and green paint up and kind of painted, you know, and that's where it was. And, 
obviously tremendous growth and uh, to be part of that through the years um, was, was really a lot of fun. And, uh, and again, a credit to the great people around the program who stepped up and supported it in such a huge way. Um, but, you know, that, that program, you know, it's just been incredible. You know, Rich Brooks was the head football coach. Um, I had four different athletic directors, uh, three different presidents, and somehow lasted there, like you said, for 18 years. And uh, it was a great run. Really enjoyed it there. I think you learn a lot of stuff in that process. I love that story about Ma- about Mac Court, and uh, now they're playing at Matthew Knight Arena, but I'll never forget that old building. You're now at Arizona. You've been there, I think, about five years, maybe a little longer than that, and you know, you walk into a, a Pac-12 conference that's very different uh, when you re- reunite with it, a lot of different facility upgrades. How is Arizona doing in the facility world when you look at your stuff versus the rest of the Pac-12? Well, I think the, the, we had somewhat, uh, we'd been ahead of the curve many years ago with facilities and then missed that, that, that next re-up of facilities. And so we are in the midst of rebuilding and refurbishing facilities it's such an important piece you know i think for so long in the west facilities weren't that important there was so many fewer schools we knew what everyone was doing we kind of went through each other's campuses and said hey we're about there we're okay we're okay and quite frankly oregon was one of the first to jump out in the west and say let's let's do this and let's we can make some we can spread ourselves we can push ourselves forward by by emphasizing facilities sometimes in the when you go back to the eastern part of the country you know all those institutions cross over so much in their recruiting geographically there. They may be in different conferences, but they're, they're in similar States or right in the same geographic area. And so you, there's a lot more movement. And I think the facility thing happened quickly uh, or earlier in the East uh, than it did in the West. And now many of us are trying to catch up to a degree, but I'm really proud of what we've done. We've invested a lot in facilities at Arizona. We have, we have much to do. But uh, that's been a focus um, in my five and a half years there is getting our facilities back up to the standard that are necessary to compete at this level and in a great conference like the Pac-12. Jed Fish is your football coach. Uh, I know he's new on the job. I know that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a build, right? It's a work in progress right now. But how do you feel about year one and what you've seen now in the off season heading into year two for Fish? Well, Judd's done a great job, a tremendous job. Uh, we made a commitment. Um, we had gone through different renditions of kind of the traditional college model, college football model, um, hiring a, a coach who's had success and, uh, you know, could we replicate something like that at, at Arizona? And, you know, it didn't really work. I think the, the idea with Jed was, hey, let's let's do something different. And we, we when we talked to Jed and – we talked about how to how to align our football program differently, and I think lots of people are doing this now. But we, I wouldn't call us an NFL model, but it's certainly a hybrid model of the traditional college model. You know, we've got a player personnel division, we have a recruiting division, we have the football division. Um, it's highly specialized. It's much more complex than it used to be. Certainly more robust with the number of people, and that doesn't solve everything. But we just really said, hey, we're going to strip this all the way down be very patient and build this back so that we can get Arizona football back to where it was when it was strong. In, you know, in the nineties, early two thousands, coach told me, uh, this was a tough place to come through and we want that again. We want the toughness, but we want to, we really want to build a program that is sustainable, competitive in our league, competitive in this new model that we've got going on as well in college athletics. So feel good about where Jed is, uh, again, proud of what our team did last year the wins you know obviously were hard to come by but our team never stopped we uh, incredible recruiting year we're on to another great recruiting class this year 
Um, I think the performance and the skill level on the field is going to be much better. But we're going to take steps, and uh, I, I believe that we're headed in the right direction. And we'll have more wins this year, and, and we certainly will be uh, more competitive. And I think uh, people will see the difference in our football program. Dave Hickey, Athletic Director, University of Arizona, is our guest. You, you've got a, a good news, bad news situation with men's basketball. On the, on the good side, that's a powerhouse program, and it's probably a big fundraising program and a big source of revenue. On the other side, you don't want to be known just as a basketball school. So how do you balance that, like plan to your strength, but also trying to, to get, get back in football? Well, I think the great thing is we have tremendous leadership uh, with our head coaches who really uh, enjoy being around each other. I think when people talk to me, they say, hey, that, you know, this really feels like it was in the 90s. Our coaches knew each other. They hang out with each other. They support each other. Uh, they're inquisitive of what each other does. So it's a great culture and a great vibe in our department. Um, certainly basketball for us is a rock star, blue blood, gold star program, whatever we're going to call it. Um, but I don't think there's any reason why you can't be good at multiple sports. So we've obviously done that before. We've had success in basketball with Coach Olson and Coach Tomey. We've, we've, you know, we've had a lot of success in our other sports, whether that's, you know, our softball programs, baseball, uh, swimming and diving. I mean, again, our, our golf programs, really successful, highly successful at the national level. I think the success can help everyone. You can build off of that. The good things happening in basketball help football. When football is more successful, it trickles down and helps basketball. Um, I think people start to see that, hey, this is, a, this is a really highly productive, really good athletic program. And so, um, you know, you, you balance that. But I think the more success we have across the board, the, it, the better it is for everyone. You know, the, the old saying that uh, it rises all boats. And uh, we really believe that here. And our coaches really support each other. And the success of, of everyone's programs helps each other. George Klyovkov comes off to me as a, he's smart. I think he gets it. He knows leadership. Feels like he's been really inclusive with the ADs, but I'm not on the inside. Dave, what's it like to work with Klyovkov and in, in this commissioner? And George has been outstanding. Uh, I think that's a you know he's a he's a collaborator. He um, very inclusive, um, but he's like you said. I mean, this is a keen, smart big picture guy, um, but doesn't lose sight of what we're all trying to do every day too. And it's kind of serve our student athletes, make our programs better. Um, you know, allow our student athletes to be successful on uh, multiple levels, but at the same time, you know, George has experience in the media business. He has experience in, in the high level entertainment business, sports and entertainment with his, uh, his career in, in Vegas with MGM. He understands the importance of deals, partnerships that are win-win-wins. You know, there's not a winner and a loser. You need to put things together that everybody wins on. Because if you don't, someone's not going to be satisfied. It isn't going to work out right, and you're, it's going to be short-term. And uh, that's I, I just appreciate that about George and his ability to look you know, beyond the horizon a little bit, too, and say, hey, we've got to make sure that everyone comes to the table and can be successful here together. Uh, and, and that's important. And I, there's no uh, secret. The next media cycle is important for the Pac-12 conference. The revenue components to that will help all of us to be competitive, not only in our own conference, and, uh, but, you know, throughout the country uh, and certainly in all of our sports. But, you know, in our, in our big power sports, our flagship waving sports, uh, to have success, we need those revenues to invest in that. So, uh, again, 
I am a uh, big, big fan of George and, and looking forward to what he will bring to this conference. I think it's going to be, I think our future is very, very bright under his leadership. I think there's a lot of things that people probably don't understand about the job of an athletic director, and it's not always shaking hands and having fun. Uh, you had to fire a men's basketball coach uh, in April of 21. You made a really good hire with Tommy Lloyd. I think the evidence is out there. Was that How difficult was that to make that decision, or was it sort of uh, you know made for you a no-brainer? Well, I don't think any time you have to let someone go, no matter what the circumstances are, it's a no-brainer. Um, you know, there's a human element to this. Uh, we're, we're trying to do the right things always. We're trying to have our programs head in a positive direction. You know, sometimes you get to points where you, you have to, uh, the best decision made for everyone, the best decision made for the programs is to, to make a change. And, um, you know, it was, it was it was hard to do in men's basketball. And, again, all the other circumstances and issues around it made it very hard. Um, and complicate things. But, you know, again, we, we just thought it was the right time. We had to do that to move our program forward for everyone really to catch a breath of fresh air and move forward. Um, and, uh, you know, we had a lot of years of really good basketball under Sean, and the, the things that he did helped our program grow. Um, but we got to a point where we needed to, we needed to change. And uh, bringing in Tommy Lloyd, that's been, a, again, tremendous his uh, his ability to lead our program has been fantastic and good person a genuine person uh, a guy who's a good leader um, but uh, but also you know he really really knows how to coach basketball as well so it's, it's fun to have him in that seat which is a really important seat here at the University of Arizona thanks for that I think it's I think it's really interesting I also think too Dave that it's got to be hard when you go to make a hire because you got a million people telling you what to do. People were texting me, telling me who Arizona should hire. I got to know what your phone looked like in like the month as you are conducting a search for the next coach, and every booster donor, whoever has your number, is getting to you saying, "Here's what you should do, Dave." Well, you you quickly find out that a lot of people you didn't think knew your phone number know your phone number. Um, but <laughs> you know, again, a lot of passion around the program, and there's a whether that's from fans, you know, boosters, strong supporters of ours, um, you know, the, 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 the network of coaches and people who represent coaches, uh, any of these searches, whether you're in football, basketball, or most any of our coaches become incredibly wild. But uh, staying, staying on point, trying to figure out what you really need, where your program is, who's the right fit, um, staying focused on that. Um, and then they're not easy because that you know how important the hire is. You want it to work. You want it to get your program moving forward because usually when these changes happen, it's, it's a re, there's a reason why. And do you, you want to continue the success because someone maybe moved on and had to go to a, a different opportunity or, Hey, you got to flip this. You got to turn it and get it going in the right direction. And certainly there's pressure there. Um, but I've always said, we, we just try to hire really good people who surround themselves with good people that make good decisions and there's generally good outcomes when that all happens. Um, and, uh, and then again, the, the results kind of speak for themselves and we're really proud of what Tommy's done. And in fact, we hired six new head coaches in the last year. That, that was kind of wow. my personal record. <laughs> I'm not sure I want to do that again, but they're all doing a really fantastic job. Arizona athletic director, Dave Hickey is our guest, formerly a deputy AD at the university of Oregon, among other places that he's worked Tell me about your dad. Give me a story about your dad that, that, that stays with you to this day. Wow. Um, 
Well, you know, unfortunately, my dad has passed away, and uh, um, but uh, he was a big part of my life. And uh, you know, I think the thing I learned from my dad—he was a dentist. He was a really um, salt of the earth, hardworking guy. Um, he came from he came from a, uh, a family. His dad was a traveling pharmaceutical salesperson. I mean, way back when you kind of mixed your own drugs and uh, and did that. But uh, my dad was a pretty pretty simple guy. Uh, he always said, "Hey, just do the right thing." We didn't have a lot of rules in our house. Uh, we we didn't really. We didn't have that list where you had to follow all these fourteen rules. <laughs> he said, "I just really have one rule, and that's just do the right thing." And if you do the right thing, always you know, it'll always take care of it the right way. And uh, that was his kind of philosophy. And I've tried to live by that. And it's helped me. I didn't always make the right decision. But um, he also said, hey, if you don't do it the right way, just make sure you step forward and, and, uh, and, and you know, call yourself out on it and, and then just start going in the right direction. Do you still do that today with your kids? Do you say do the right thing or do you have that sort of mentality? I do. That's um, – that's really, I think, you know, my three sons, who two of them have been Division One baseball players and have gone through this whole thing, and um, they're great young men uh, who are going to be very successful, and uh, I think they'd say the same thing. I tried to keep it pretty simple. Um, they did a lot of the right things. They, they handled their business the right way. But, uh, um, just you know, again, if you just always do the right thing, do what your gut tells you, most of the time it's going to work out really well for you. The future of college athletics, man, we talk about this every day on the show. It comes up in some form or fashion. What do you think college sports looks like five years from now, ten years from now? Well, it's really in a, as you say, it's in a really uh, unsettled time, um, really transformational time. Look, I'm, I'm on record a lot. I say this every time. I'm a believer in the college sports model. I'm a believer in student athletes. I'm a believer it's the most powerful experience, maybe next to the military, that you can have. In you know, competing at a high level, being in an academic environment, trying to get through school, growing as a young person. I mean, I think the adversity, the challenges, the successes that you have, the failures you have, all just really prepare you for life. I think too often today we take that for granted, and we take the opportunity to go to college and get a college degree for granted, get a scholarship for granted. Now, I'm not naive enough to think that it, it has to stay that, it'll only stay that way. I want to grow and and help student athletes, but I think the fundamental principles, you know, it's the only place in the world we do this, that we have college and sports combined. Um, and that's pretty neat. That's pretty powerful. Uh, as we continue to grow and mature and expand, I hope we can always preserve what's good about it. Um, now I'm a pro, you know, name, image, likeness. I'm a pro benefit to student athletes. We, we want to share and do more things, but uh, let's not forget some of the good things that we have there. And uh, that's going to take some hard work by all of us as we continue to go forward um, and not lose our way and not over-professionalize this thing because, uh, again, like I said, where I started, I, I believe there's real power in the college sports model. Yeah, and I, I just I kind of wonder where, you know, will the Pac-12 end up where the SEC ends up? And, I, and I'm hopeful that everybody kind of finds some common ground. And then what happens to D2, D3, you know, sort of the is there a – is there a fork in the road here for, you know, the power fives and others? And, you know, I think those things are all on the horizon, but can you afford to look too far into the distance when you need to manage day to day or how do you balance that? Well, I think that's a challenge for athletic directors, for presidents, for, you know, athletic staff is, is how you live in the moment, how you get from 
you know, game to game, uh, month to month, year to year. Uh, make sure that you are engaged and your feet are on the ground and you're helping the student athletes that are with you, but also you know, having your eye on the on the future and how you can continue to grow your programs and move them forward. Uh, it's a delicate balancing act. And, uh, again, so much of our decisions, I, you know, I spend less time, unfortunately, on what I love, and that's being around student athletes and seeing them excel and grow and more time thinking about, hey, how are we going to finance this? What are we going to do? How do we keep the next coach? How do you how do you pay for the next thing that's on the horizon? Um, you know, how do you fund certain things? That that you know, you spend more time on that. But uh, but it's very it's become very complex. It, um, it 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 it's important. We want the revenues so we can kind of continue to do the good things for the student athletes, but. Uh, but it, it's challenging. There's no doubt about it, John. It's very challenging, and uh, that's a uh, you know. With my, when I talk to my colleagues, it's it's hard on all of us as we you know, get you get stretched so thin, and and a, a lot of times we fear the unknown so much. We spend a lot of time on the future when we don't even know what it's really going to be. Um, but yet we're, we we grind and grind and grind and worry about that way out there when we when we probably should take a step back and allow it to evolve and then react accordingly. Yeah, it's such a great, that's a valuable lesson for us all, right? Like, you know, I think we all get, we get caught up in that. Do you get to take batting practice? Do you get any fun on this job? Like, will will the Arizona baseball team let Dave Hickey take some hacks in the, in the cage? (laughs) Well, I don't know if they want to see me take hacks, but uh, (laughs) I I do, I love to be around that, you know, I, I I got a chance to travel with our women's softball team. They had a remarkable run, went to the college world series after a kind of a rugged start and ends up being finishing seventh in the country. But uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I got to dive in the pool after they, after they clinched the (laughs) the game to go into the, uh, the college world series. And I've hit a few fungos out at baseball and I love to be around at practice. I love to watch our games and see our kids excel and, it's kind of their exam day. Are we prepared? Did we do the right things? And and um, win or lose, I love to see how they react to that. Love that, Dave Hickey. Thanks for joining us. I'm sure there are a lot of people in uh, in the state of Oregon, as the show airs statewide, that that know you and remember you. Thanks for your work uh, in this state, and keep doing what you're doing at Arizona. I look forward to seeing you down the road. Uh, thanks a lot, John. Thanks for having me. And, yeah, those were good days at Oregon. And, uh, again, congratulations to that program. It's a wonderful program. We're proud to be partnered with them here in this great conference, the Pac-12. Dave Hickey, University of Arizona Athletic Director. Good stuff there. Love what he had to say, too, about not getting – like, it's very easy to get your eye off the ball. We all do it, right? Very easy to forget what's important, uh, or what's urgent, what's important, right? Like, you know, there's a difference between those two things. Anna said that to me the other day. She said, you know, you got to ask yourself, are you doing what, you know, you need to do or are you doing what is important or are you doing what what is urgent or, you, you know, we all get caught up in like, yeah, what is important? What are those things? Our big splash is coming up. Leave it here. Back to the bald-faced truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. No need to play the benchmark. I'm just going to give our big splash for the day because I'm kind of up against the break here. Kelly Graves, University of Oregon women's basketball coach, coming up on the other side of the break, by the way. The news of the day, how about Arizona State? The APR rankings are out. The NCAA's academic progress rate 
Stanford knocked off of the top spot in the Pac-12 for the first time. The new number one, Arizona State. Tell you more about that coming up. We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Truth. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.